Hello, I'm Caleb Howard, and this is Tales from Sacred Texts. The world is built on stories. From the beginning of time, humans have immersed themselves in legends and myth. When God himself wanted to explain to us what he was like, he didn't push elaborate treatises, but instead told stories about humanity. In this podcast, I tackle the concept of religion through stories and legends. Told through a 21st century lens, I explain to religious and non-religious people alike the stories that lie at the very heart of the belief that maybe there is a God, and maybe he really is good. The next full episode will be released tomorrow and is on the Protestant Bible's Book of Daniel. We'll get into more of the nitty-gritty of the Book of Daniel in the main episode. The Book of Daniel is largely prophetic. However, we won't be getting much into the prophecy in the main episode because it's quite tedious and outside of the scope of this podcast. That's why I'm doing this very brief supplemental today. I want to give you all a bit of a preview of the type of prophecy you would find in the book of Daniel should you be interested in studying it on your own. This supplemental will also provide some context for tomorrow's episode, explaining why the king decided to make everyone worship a golden statue. Like, obviously he was an arbitrary madman, but where did the golden statue idea come from? I'm just trying to keep the episode short and interesting, not tedious like it could easily become. So I'm just going to go straight into the story. All the wise men, astrologers, soothsayers, magicians, all kinds, stood in the throne room of King Nebuchadnezzar, barely daring to breathe. The king couldn't remember his dream, and his so-called wise men didn't have mind-reading capabilities. I mean, who did? The king needed to know what the dream had been about, and since his wise men could not read his mind and tell him what the dream was, the king asked himself, why even have wise men? The king had already given the order to cut them all in pieces. The titular character, Daniel stood up and asked for a respite. Could he have time to figure out what the dream had been? Seeing as he really wanted to know, and this was his only chance at ever figuring out what the dream was, the king allowed Daniel to live. For now. But if Daniel couldn't tell the king what the dream had been about, Nebuchadnezzar still got to cut everyone in pieces. The wise men weren't breathing because they had all been called into the throne room. They were here to watch Daniel tell the king what the dream was, or get flayed. And Daniel had just walked in and told the king that he couldn't tell him the dream. The room gasped, but Daniel quieted them. Daniel's God, Yahweh, could. And Yahweh revealed it to Daniel, not because Daniel was so much better than any other person, but because he wanted the king to know the answer. The king shook his head. If Daniel really could deliver on this, he was allowed to take a bit more glory. If Daniel couldn't, well, uh, bring out the knives. The king didn't have time to think on Daniel's humility for long. The words that Daniel spoke rang true. He could hardly believe it. Daniel knew exactly what had happened. Daniel knew his thoughts. Daniel continued to speak. The king had been anxious that night about things to come, 
So God gave him a dream that showed him the future. That night, he dreamed that there was a large statue standing before him. Head made of gold, chests and arms of silver, belly and thighs of bronze, legs of iron, and feet partly made of iron and partly of clay. While he watched, a stone was cut out without human power and hurled at the statue, which exploded into dust. But the stone itself became a huge mountain and grew to cover the entire world. King shook his head, exactly as he had dreamed. This man was some sort of wizard. Daniel shook his head. As he had said, God wanted King Nebuchadnezzar to know the future. The head of gold was Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar's own empire. The Neo-Babylonian empire ruled the then known world, but it would soon be overthrown by another kingdom, a silver kingdom. Through the history books, we know that kingdom to be Persia, or more specifically, an alliance between the Median and Persian empires that managed to bring Babylon to its knees. Persia was succeeded by Greece, represented by the belly and thighs of bronze, and then by Rome, represented by the legs of iron. Rome would be strong as iron and would crush and break the previous kingdoms. Rome would not be defeated by another world empire, but torn apart from the inside and divided between ten tribes, which gradually multiplied into the various nations of Europe we see jostling for power today, some strong and some weak. As the Bible prophesied, the people will not remain united. Despite many people's attempts to recreate the ancient Roman Empire or rule the known world, either through alliances or through violence, every single attempt failed. A captain in Adolf Hitler's army, upon studying this chapter, began to hold some fuel in reserve to make the inevitable retreat, so certain he was that the power of God foretold that one kingdom could not rule the world. In the end, the stone will fall upon all the kingdoms of the world, and we will forget the old borders, laws, and rulers. They will all vanish like dust, and God's kingdom will be the only one we know an everlasting kingdom that everyone is a part of, regardless of what earthly nationality they claimed. King Nebuchadnezzar was outwardly grateful for Daniel's interpretation. Seeing that God had literally given Daniel the power to read someone else's mind and recall their dream, the king knew that there was some validity to the words Daniel had spoken. But the king did not want Daniel's words to be true. He hated the interpretation that the head of gold, his own kingdom, would not last forever but would be overthrown by another. He thought all night, but in the morning, he knew what he must do. He must construct a statue like the one he'd seen in his dream, but made entirely of gold, rising 90 feet above the flat plains like a giant middle finger to God. Nebuchadnezzar wanted it to be clear. He knew what the dream was supposed to mean, and he rejected that interpretation. Daniel's three friends watched a statue grow with alarm. This would not end well. They weren't exactly sure what the king was going to do with his statue, but it couldn't be good. That's where I'll end today's supplemental. 
I've laid the foundation quite well for tomorrow's episode, and I'm very excited to tell two stories of miraculous deliverance from the book of Daniel. Thank you to everyone listening, and please come back for the full episode and bring your friends with you. Credits to myself for the opening theme and script writing, to Evoke Music for the closing theme and additional music, to other open source music artists, and to Anchor Podcasts for making this whole thing possible. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and see you tomorrow.